0: Our scripture reading this morning will be taken from the book of Luke, the 19th chapter in a very familiar passage of scripture, and I hope your being knowledgeable of it, will not uh, tone it down for your consideration this morning, but we will reconsider what Luke is trying to tell us about a way for us to live today. And this is the way it's presented, Jesus went on into Jericho and was passing through There was a chief tax collector there named Zacchaeus, who was rich. He was trying to see who Jesus was, but he was a little man and could not see Jesus because of the crowd. So he ran ahead of the crowd and climbed the sycamore tree to see Jesus, who would be going that way. When Jesus came to that place, he looked up and said to Zacchaeus, hurry down, Zacchaeus, for I must stay at your house today. Zacchaeus hurried down and welcomed him with great joy. All the people who saw it started grumbling. The man has gone as a guest to the house of a sinner. Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Listen, sir, I will give half of my belongings to the poor, and if I have cheated anyone, I will pay him back four times as much. Jesus said to him, Salvation has come to this house today. This man also is a descendant of Abraham. For the Son of Man, came to seek and to save the lost. Lord, help us to understand what Luke is saying today. Salvation has come to this house today. A mother, the mother of a teenage son that was in high school, met her husband at the door at the close of his working day, which was somewhat unusual. And she said, I know that something is radically wrong with our son. He is either sick or he's lost his mind, and I can't tell which. And so the husband began to inquire as to what the nature of the symptoms of the illness was. And she said, Well, he came in today from school and stacked his books in a nice place and a neat and then threw throw them all over the Front of the house. He also talked to me with a civil tongue and said, Would you know he went into his room and he's picked up all of his clothes off of the floor and put them in the dirty clothes hamper and the ones that need to be hung up, he has placed them in the closet. And would you believe he's down in the basement now doing some cleaning? I know he's out of his mind. Something is wrong. And so it came to the place where they found out what had really happened. Now this actually happened. Telling me, she said, we found out that he had really met the young youth director that we had at the church at that time. And he had told him that he was a very sloppy person. And it had such an effect on him that it changed the situation completely. And and a mother listened to him and says, well, I want to get my son in the MYF too. Well, we would hope that kind of a plague would break out, you know, and, and it would just help us all because we sometimes need that kind of help. But what will happen when one meets the Lord Jesus Christ? Now, you see this story that I read to you this morning that Luke tells us about an incident in the life of Christ, an incident in the life of a man. Now, you don't remember the first time you heard this story because you got it way back when in Sunday school and you remember the little song that goes along with it. And so because of the familiarity of the situation maybe you've overlooked something of the creative, dynamic thing that Luke is really trying to tell us. And he's trying to tell us what happens to a person or the possibilities of what can happen when a person meets head on the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, I have two things to say about this story and one observation that I want to make with you this morning for you to consider. First thing I would call to your attention, notice the desire on the part of Zacchaeus to meet the Lord Jesus Christ. We're told that he ran ahead of the crowd. He ran ahead of the crowd. Well, sometimes that's the only way you're going to get anywhere is get ahead of the crowd and to get ahead of the people. And the thing that I have discovered through the years, you take anyone that has fallen by the wayside in the church, you know, that was once active and participating, and, and nine times out of every ten, the reason that they'll give you for their lack like of commitment to the Lord Jesus Christ, It's not the real one, but this is what we say. It's the crowd that gets in the way. I remember the lady said to to me one time when I asked her to do some work within the church, she says, I'll do anything in the church that you want me to do as long as I don't have to work with people. Hmm. Well, you know, that just about knocks it out, doesn't it? Because the church is in service to people. We minister to one another. That's why we are here. That's why we're here in order that we might be able to worship and receive the strength and the courage and the help that we need to go out and do the job and the living before one another that we need to do with all the love and understanding that we can have for each other. Sometimes I think we don't get too much you know. But he wanted to see the Lord Jesus Christ and he was determined that these people were not getting his way. And I tell you if any person ever had a right to sort of Uh, be leery of a crowd, Zacchaeus did, because he was in a business that people just hated. They hated him. They couldn't separate him from the job. And I can imagine when he was in that crowd, you know, that he really got elbowed accidentally on purpose. You know how those things can be. And I think he was abused and mistreated more than any one time. And so he knew that he had to get ahead of the crowd. And so that's exactly what he did. And he climbs up in this sycamore tree. I can't think of a more undignified thing than climbing a tree. <clears throat> I also remember the lady that wanted to join church, and she has passed the time when she should have committed herself to the Lord Jesus Christ, and she was somewhat of a lady. And I said, well, you'll have to be baptized, and for this baptism you'll have to kneel at the altar. I don't know what she's done, she's been in a Baptist church, you know. And she sort of objected to kneeling at the altar. She said, that's so undignified and so unladylike. I said, ma'am, this is the only way that I know that you can Uh, be a part of the kingdom of God is to be baptized in this fashion but uh, this man wouldn't let this dignity stand in his way this past summer I had this interesting experience was out here several was working on our back 40 uh, uh, earlier to get to do something to the chapel back here and several of us were back there working and some lady came out there looking for the preacher and and I scrutinized myself real quickly, and I sure didn't look like a preacher, you know. And, and she was talking to me, she said, I would like to talk to the preachers. I just, you know, I had more dirt on me than the law allows, didn't look like a preacher. You know, I don't want to be offensive to anyone. I, I wouldn't do anything to offend anyone. But how can you work and look dignified sometimes, you know? You know, it's hard to do. The only one I know halfway can do that is my friend here. Well, he used to have a beard, and he was over close to the chapel with his little green car there. And I looked over and saw Brother Fred standing over there and I said, Lady, I said, if you go over to that man that has that look of a preacher over there, I said, you go over and talk to him and I'm quite sure he will help you, that dignified person over there. This lady didn't know me, but I knew her. I knew she was from one of her studios here in town and she wanted us to have this pictorial directory made up and she wanted to help us with it. And so I had to jump on her and I said, Now, if you go over there, that dignified looking person over there with the beard, I think he can help you. Well, about the time I said in and she picked up her bag and started away, Brother Fred got in his car and drove off <laughs> <You know. laughs> and left me there, and I said, well, lady, I'll help you. I'll take everything that you need to know and tell you that the preacher will, will get this and he'll know everything that needs to be known about it, and she went on her way. Uh, but you know, dear friends, let me say to you, I do not know anyone went through any more humiliation than our Lord Jesus Christ. You see, we really don't get the real picture of Christ. There's one painter that has painted Christ the way that he really died. And we don't see the painting anymore. I think it came out one time in our literature, and there was a group, and and I had some feelings about it too, that said this shouldn't be in our literature like this. Maybe I was wrong, I don't know. But you see, it depicted the Lord Jesus Christ hanging on the cross, completely nude. And that's the way he died. Now, what is more uh, undignified than to be lifted up to the world, stripped of everything, hanging there with the blood oozing out of you, dying on a cross, a spectacle. We need to see again sometimes the one that we say is our Lord and our Master and what he did for us and how willingly he did it, giving up everything. Just how bad do you want to see the Lord Jesus Christ? Do you want to seem bad enough to put forth an effort? Are you willing to really to lay aside these the things that we gather around us to hide behind? And search him out? Are we willing to get out of past the crowd and, and not let the crowd stand in our way? Oh, any person that lets the crowd stand in their way of meeting the Lord Jesus Christ does not have it burning within their heart and their soul to see the Lord Jesus Christ. And if you want to see him, and if you want to be part of him, there's no force upon the face of this God-given earth can separate you from the Lord Jesus Christ. That's not on my authority. That's what Paul said. And it is so. You wonder what desire this burning desire in the heart of Zacchaeus. Wonder what this was born of out of desperation had he tried everything and found there's a lady that I can think of right now and that as she said she says I am sick and tired of my home I am sick and tired of my family she had two children I'm sick and tired of my, my husband and her husband was a doctor and I am sick and tired of everything I'm sick and tired of life and as soon as I get my kids off to school she says I start drinking she says I'm at the end of my ropes Is there any help for me anywhere, any place? Can you help me? Never heard Teller before. I said, yes, ma'am. I said, there's help if you'll listen and if you will accept it. I do not care where you are and what kind of life that you're in. When it comes to the place where you meet the Lord Jesus Christ face to face and know him, I tell you, the dullest day can turn into a glorious day. I don't care if it's ten below zero and storming outside. Deep within the citadel of your heart and soul, you know that you know that you know that you belong to God, and this makes sense to him, and so that's all that's important. Faithfulness to God. You can take the most routine day and turn it into something that's absolutely spectacular. And old Zacchaeus was determined to see the Lord. Now, the other thing I want to say quickly, I take note of the fact that the Lord Jesus Christ wanted to see Zacchaeus as eagerly as Zacchaeus wanted to see the Lord. Now you've got to see something of what's behind the first few lines of the 19th chapter. You've got to see that the Lord Jesus Christ hadn't intended, seemingly, to stay too long in this town, Jericho. No, he was passing. on. why did he come through Jericho? You know what I believe? I believe, and I think Luke is trying to tell us, that the reason why that the Lord Jesus Christ came through Jericho, one of the reasons was to meet Zacchaeus. He knew the longing of this man's heart. Isn't that so typical of the Lord Jesus Christ? Meet you anywhere, any place. Sycamore tree. So typical. Where will God meet us? Anywhere we have a longing within our heart and our soul to meet the Lord Jesus Christ. I get the feeling that the Lord Jesus Christ was conscious of the desire of Zacchaeus, and so he was there to meet this man that was part of the house of Abraham. Don't overlook what Jesus is saying. Oh no. Oh, no. The longing within his heart and his soul, the desire to meet the Christ, was a thing that made him of the house of Abraham. And so is every man and woman today that has this desire within their heart and soul. And then he says, you know, come, I want to go to your house today, going for dinner. Hmm. I guess Mrs. Zach was a good cook, you know, and he knew it. You want me to be like the Lord Jesus Christ? Well, how much like the Lord Jesus Christ you want me to be, to invite myself to dinner? You know, yesterday, Juanita had her group here in the workshop and had all of our little people here and several of them. They brought their lunch boxes and their little paper bags with their sandwiches. And so they would make their way through and come on into the office. They'd stand there and I saw their lunch boxes knew they were going to stay for lunch. It would take too much smart to get that out, did it? And so I'd talk to them about that. I said, now, did you bring enough for the preacher? You look like you've got a pretty good sack there. And did you bring enough for the preacher? And some few said, yes. But most of them said, no, well, I checked on the sandwiches. I think peanut butter yesterday and jelly was run way ahead, about, about three to one, you know. Well, that's my favorite anyway. But the interesting thing, when they went to lunch, now one of the leaders told me this. When they went to lunch, I don't know whether they had a prayer or not, but one of the little fellows got up and counseled the rest of the group in this fashion. says, now, hold on to your sandwich. The preacher is here, and if he comes in here, he'll eat anything. <laughs> well the Lord Jesus Christ went home with Zacchaeus now the crowd was absolutely flabbergasted oh they thought this was the worst thing that they had ever seen in their life that here the Lord Jesus Christ supposed to be the Messiah the Son of God going home with this notorious sinner within the community that everybody hated you know it doesn't amaze me to know that the Lord Jesus Christ is conscious of this man's heart and the desire that he had to meet him and so he went home with him. But I'll tell you something that does absolutely astound and amaze me. In a way it does. And in another way it does. Have you ever been in a situation where something happens, you say to yourself, well I should have known that, you know, that's the way it is, that's the way it is. Look at what happened. When came face to face with the Lord Jesus Christ and spent a little time with him, he became aware of the fact that he was a rich man. Now, he was a rich man, but was he conscious of the fact that he was a rich man? And did he act like he was a rich man? That's the question. When this man was in the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ, he became aware of the fact that he was rich. Oh, dear friends, when you, you, where you are right now, are you aware of the fact that knowing the lord jesus christ regardless of what your circumstances might be today that you are a very rich person oh you are and you know a tragedy of tragedies to me would for a person to be rich and to die and not know it do you know you're rich do you know you who name the name of the lord jesus christ have you been with him long enough to know To know, not because someone's telling you, but because something happens within the pit of your soul. And you know, as you look at your situation, and you know because of your situation, your relationship to the Lord Jesus Christ, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, that you are indeed a very rich person. Have you counted up your assets lightly that can be contributed to the goodness of God? And when you do, the bottom line will always read, I am a very rich person. And Zacchaeus knew, after being with the Lord Jesus Christ, that he was a rich person. I think it's been years ago, and yet in fact it was in my second church this happened. I remember this man, in many ways he was a good man. And he was one of the richest men, not only within the church, but within the whole town. When he died, I was in the hospital today with him when he died. And in his room, there was one basket of flowers, or one arrangement of flowers there, and no one else. And I concluded that after being with that man over a period of years and and then a month or so in his process of dying, that this undoubtedly the poorest man that I have ever met in my life. And yet, I knew that that basket of flyers was from the bank that he owned. Here's a man, somehow, someway, never seemingly got to the place where he knew that he was rich. The bank said he was. Poverty of soul. Poverty of soul. He was with Christ long enough Zacchaeus was with Christ long enough to know that he was rich and knew that his security was with God. You know, that's the thing. Where is your security? Where do you have it nailed down? Where do you have it anchored? In your things? Your possessions? Or have you been with the Lord Jesus Christ long enough to know that it is here and here alone where my security is really founded? Here's my bank vault. Here's where it is. Now let's see what you can do to this person. Let's see what life can do to this person that is anchored to Christ at this level. Wherever you find this character, I don't care what happens to him, the most tragic thing, he is going to be standing and he will stand, though he may not have legs to stand on. Oh yes, because he knows something you see. Not in this world, not the things of this world, but anchored within the Lord Jesus Christ. And he stayed long enough with the Lord Jesus Christ, however long that took. For some of us it takes longer, but seemingly with Zacchaeus only a little while. He must have been a very perceptive person and a very wise one. Because you see, he stayed, not that he stayed too long with Jesus Christ, but he stayed long enough with Christ to become reckless in his living. Now look what he does. He says, half of what I have I'm going to give to the poor. And if I have wronged anyone, if I have cheated them, the law call, you had to restore them twofold. But he says, I'm going to give four. Reckless, daring. But here's a man that met the Lord Jesus Christ. And we start to get the picture of a man being reckless and a man being foolish. But he is neither reckless nor is he foolish. Just a person another man, another person who has met the Lord Jesus Christ face to face and has become a grateful person. Thank you, Lord, a grateful person. And this gratitude began to reveal itself and the way that he treated other people. Well, isn't that the bottom line? Isn't that the bottom line? Down under it all comes out, my gratitude will reveal itself Ultimately, and the way and the way that I treat another human being, it is no wonder that Jesus then said, "Salvation has come to this house today because this man is also a descendant of Abraham, our Father. Our Father, help us to see what we need to see today, so we too." will be their disciple and have that salvation come to our house for we ask it in the name of christ amen thanks for listening hope you were blessed we pray the holy spirit will make you a doer of his words finishing the work he started and making you more like christ for the transformation of this world and preparation for heaven